podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening and welcome back to the same old podcast. No, it's not. It's the same old Arsenal podcast. See, I'm finished already. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening, wherever you are. Tonight is a little bit of a family affair. affair. So this is the last episode, I think it's episode six or seven, of what Arsenal means to me. Because as you know, we're in the World Cup, there's no Premier League. So I thought, let's keep Arsenal alive. And the World Cup final was won by Argentina. And wow, 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 wow. What a game that was. And now we're all going back to the Premier League. So... Tonight, let me welcome two special guests to the show. First one down below me is my cousin Barry, who still sits with me at the Emirates in the East End Upper. Good evening, Barry. Hi, Amanda. Looking forward to this. Good evening. I may learn a thing or two. (laughs) Do you know what? It's funny you should say that. Um, And to the left of me, right of me, whatever it is on StreamYard, is the reason I support Arsenal. The reason I have my heart broken and full of joy loads of times as well is my gooner father, Kelvin. Hello, Hello. Dad. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Barry. My uncle. (laughs) (laughs) And to everybody in the chat room, welcome. So what's going to happen is I'm going to ask them some questions. You lot can play along. So whatever I ask them, you can answer and I'm going to put up as well. So let's get started. Let's just delve straight in. So both of you, um, I'm going to ask you the question, Dad, why yeah. Arsenal? Tell everyone why and how you support Arsenal. Well, my father took me to Highbury <clears throat> when I was, I think, eight years of age. I'd never been to a football match. I didn't know anything about football. And he took me to Highbury, who happened to be playing Chelsea. And that was his team. So he was supporting Chelsea. And... I was fascinated by watching a game of football live like this in a stadium full of, I don't know how many, but obviously thousands of people. And uh, when we came home, he said to me, do you enjoy it? I said, yes, Dad, when can we go again? And he proceeded to take me to Stanford Bridge a few times. Never back to Highbury, but I met a few people at school eventually over the next three or four years who were into football, Arsenal fans, and uh, one day, one day, I bit the bullet, <clears throat> defied my parents, and just went. Now, I've already thought, I've always told everyone the wrong story. I said you went to Stamford Bridge and saw Arsenal and supported them that way. <laughs> no, it was Highbury. I got that wrong then, but I knew it was Chelsea. Grand, yeah. uh, Grandpa supported Chelsea, didn't he? Yes, he did. Everyone that. Yes, he did. So... Um, Barry, I'm going to ask you the question. I know the answer, but why Arsenal? Well, it's a strange thing. (laughs) My dad was not into sport or football, and he was an only child. I am the eldest, so I didn't have any big brothers. But I had this weird family member who came along, whose grandfather supported Chelsea, (laughs) who took me... Because this is before you were born, Amanda. I know I don't look it, but I'm younger than you. Uh, older than you, so you're younger than me. And um, before Kelvin had any ankle biters of his own, he took me. And um, 
can't remember what when he took me or anything, but I must have been about four or five because that's when you came along. Yep. And as soon as you came along, then I was dumped and you were you were there. So I had a, I had a five year run, I think, free, uh, free range with him. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, really, I thought, Kelvin, you probably know more than me, but if my dad wasn't into football, but if you had to push him before I was supporting Arsenal, I would say he was a Spurs fan slightly more than any other team. I'm not saying he was a Spurs fan, but if he had to choose a team. And obviously the rest of the family were all Spurs. So I think I'm thanking you, Kelvin, um, or <laughs> uncle. I'm going to call you Kelvin today. He looks a bit odd calling you <laughs> uncle. All thing. So, yes. Um, it is totally your fault, Kelvin. Totally. I plead guilty to that. Yeah. It I is. Was, yeah. It is. That... It's totally your fault why we all support Arsenal. Because as I've always said on this <clears> podcast, <throat> all my maternal family are all Tottenham. Uh, there isn't any Arsenal in our family except nope. for my dad, Barry, um, his brother, my brother and me. So, um, and obviously our children are forced into it. But honestly, we've got hundreds and hundreds of cousins that are all um, Tottenham. And Barry, uh, Barry's uh, grandfather and my grandfather was a season ticket holder at Tottenham. It's the same person, <laughs> so, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's the same person, by the way, <laughs> on, on our mum's on our mum's side. Um, <clears throat> so it's down to my dad that we are Gooners, and yeah. So and the good thing about this show, I'm the youngest on it. I'm never the yeah. youngest on the show ever. I'm normally the oldest. So I'm the youngest tonight, everyone. Um, okay, so I've always said I don't know my first game. Dad, do you know? Do you remember the first game you took me to, Harold? I know it was four, but that was it. All, all I know is that then we were able to take um, children of that age with a, a few pence changing hands to the turnstile operator. Over that, in my arms... You sat on my lap the whole game, and no, I don't know who it was. I don't know. I presume that we, well, let's just say I hope we won. I have no idea. And I was over the moon that I got you there, that I took you there, and I, I just started something that do I regret? Not in the slightest. <laughs> so, Barry, <laughs> your first game? Well, I can't remember my first game, I must admit. Um, Kelvin, you can't remember my first game. You can't remember Amanda's first game. But you've got memory like 80 years ago when Chelsea played Arsenal or whatever, so that was uh, that was good. Well, those, um, sort, those sort of games, yes, I do remember. But, but do you um, remember your first game, Dad? Arsenal-Chelsea, just told you. Well, when, oh, yeah. when my listening. dad took me, hang on, when my dad took me, Yes, that was home to Chelsea. What but year? The day, the day uh, 54. The day that um, I defied my mother and told her I was going around to a friend when I ended up jumping on uh, three buses to get to Holloway Road and cross <clears> down <throat> into Finsbury Park. Uh, all I know is I, I, I rushed to get into the North Bank Stood there, thoroughly enjoyed it. And when I got home, my mum said to me, you have a good time with your friend, Anthony? I said, yeah, lovely, mum, thanks. Mm -hmm. And they disappeared upstairs fast. <laughs> Who we played, 
I don't know, <laughs> but I do know we won the game. Well, that's most important. We'll move on because yeah. none of us know our first games, yeah. which is such a shame. Um, Dad, favourite ever home game, favourite ever away game? Well, I'll answer that in reverse order. It's got to be at the 26th of May, 89. There can be nothing else, not even winning at Tottenham in the League Cup with, I don't know, six, five, six minutes to go. When Ian Allinson and Rocky scored. Um, was it Rocky? Yes, it was Rocky, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Rocky, yeah. Um, Were you talking about 71? Yeah. No, no, no not 71. 87? No, 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 no. Listen, the 71. What? Hang on. Right, hold the, on. What's your favourite game? That's all I've asked. It's got to be what we did at Anfield on the 26th of May, 89. But well, very, yeah. running it very, very close was going down to White Hart Lane. Yeah, 71. And Ray Kennedy powering a beautiful header in on the top left-hand corner of Pat Jennings' goal. And I was sitting with your... with. Barry, with your dad was there. I took him. I gave him. I had a ticket. I gave him one. Of, I gave him a ticket. Mm. And uh, it was a very, very close run thing. But no, it's got to be the twenty sixth of May, eighty nine. Well, weirdly, it wasn't even me that mentioned it. Everyone in the chat room, <laughs> see, because I get told off for mentioning this. Barry, what's yours? By the way, I just want to go back one. My first game that I remember watching, okay. even though I wasn't attending was the 71 cup final and um i think that worked well obviously it was may 71 so i was yeah. only about six but i was with your mum manda your mm. wife uh, kelvin and my mum <laughs> and I, I don't remember a lot of the game but it went into extra time i do remember the game looking back but live i don't remember but and then when charlie jules scored i shouted and i remember your mum, Amanda, June, Auntie June, said, what's going on? What's going on? And I said, your <laughs> uncle, uh, your your husband has just got very, very excited. <laughs> and I said that when I was six years old. So that that was um, that was my first memory of a game rather than the first game I attended. So that's, that's a decent memory, just winning the double in your first game that you remember watching. So that's pretty good. So I was only two. I wasn't watching and I don't <clears> remember that. But you, I remember you might have been in the same room. Yeah, it may have been. Well, I don't remember that at all, obviously. But 79, when Dad was yeah. at the cup final, we were at, in uh, Dad's mum and our home, yeah. and we had flags. Do you remember in front of the yeah. TV? I, I, those are the little things that I remember when we watched. And then Dad and Mum went partying with the Arsenal team in London in 79. There's yeah. loads we could talk about. Right, okay. So, Dad, that was your favourite game. What's your ever... I think I know, I know what you're going to say, but I'm not going to say it. What's your worst ever game? And you can only pick one. <clears throat> Swindon. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that. What year was that? 69, 60... I think. Mm. 68 was Leeds. Okay, so I... Swindon away. The, the Swindon at Wembley. Oh, I don't know. What's this? A final? This, this was the final with the League Cup. Now, I'm not sure oh if it was 68 God. or 69. But All right. Any, hold on. Anyone in the chat room, can you just Google when we played Swindon, 68 or 69 in the Cup final? And we lost. Uh, the League Cup final, yeah? That was the day after they had the Horse of the Year show on the pitch. And it was like playing when you've had 
gallons and thousands of gallons of rain and the horses have been on it in front of you, let alone the day before. Nobby Clark agrees with you. He said, worst game, Swindon lost the League Cup. There we go. Um, 3-1, wasn't it? So Newman said it was 1969. It was 3-1. It was 3-1. Thanks, Newman. 1969. Um, Okay, so that's your worst ever game. Barry, yours. What, best or worst? I've, I've lost the plot here. Oh, yeah, sorry. We went from back to Dad. So Dad's done his best and worst. You do your best and worst. Um, well, the best game definitely is Anfield. There's no doubt about it. But I think the best home game I've ever been to, which I think you said you were going to ask me, so I thought yeah, about it, Amanda, was um, I think it was the Real Madrid nil-nil game in the Champions League when okay. we won one nil away, got to the final there, and they had a team of absolute superstars, didn't they? Beckham, Ronaldo, uh, Zidane, all playing for them. Uh, Real, Real. Um, Roberto Carlos, they they were a team of absolute superstars. We won one nil away first leg. This was the second leg, so nil nil was a win, even though it was a nil nil. So and we got through. I think that was such a magical game. I'm sure there's been other great games as well, but I, that sticks out as my favourite home game. But by far the best game ever was Anfield, and I know you. Um, talk about it a lot, Amanda, because we talk about it a lot still to this day. So to actually be in those circumstances and to be there and every pass was big, every moment of the game was big. So, I mean, that, that just cannot can only be matched, can't be beaten. Forget Aguero against QPR, that was secondary to this. Mm, I agree. Yeah, we My worst game, I think, my worst game, I, you didn't tell me you were going to ask me that question, Amanda, so I haven't thought about it. Um, but also, I think the League Cup final, when we lost to Luton in oh, 88. Yeah. 88. I'm not saying it was the worst game I've ever been to, but I think it was the game I was most disappointed with at the end because we were winning. We should have won. Um, they weren't a great team. Um, we had a couple of superstars playing for us called Gus Caesar and the like. And... Oh, we that that was I think the most disappointed I've ever been, especially on a journey home. Um, only because I thought we were going to win beforehand. We should have won. We didn't play badly. We had chances. Mr. Penalty. Nigel Winterburn missed a penalty that day. Mm. Um, so that that was definitely the most disappointing. I think there's been quite a few worse games, but that was the most disappointing game. That's for sure. Okay. So mine was, and I just want to put James. Uh, JJ's comment up that nil nil was a spectacle. I agree. Antonio Cassano came on for Real Madrid and was their best player on the day when they had the team of all the studs, like your cousin has said. Yeah. So a lot of people remember that game. Um, but I'm with. It was only 2006, man. It wasn't that long ago. No, I know, but I'm 2006, but I'm with Robert Stevens. Has to be the Champions League, the final in France. Was you there, Barry? Yes, we were. Yeah, there you us, yeah. No, because yeah. I've only ever been to one European away game in the whole time, and it was that one. And yeah. I remember coming out in the rain, getting on the plane, it all being delayed because Arsenal fans hadn't said I couldn't talk to anyone. I, I I went silent. I just was so upset the, that that was our chance. The that thing was, with that, Mandy, because Lehman got sent off so early, we weren't from that moment. We weren't yeah. really expecting to win, so. It was an, almost an inevitability about it, wasn't it? I mean, um, went one nil up and all that. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that game, other than the fact we lost. I know, it was an amazing day. Um, amazing being in Paris. Yeah, um, we, did, we so, did get wet though. We did get wet. It was very wet that day. 
And I do remember, I don't know if you remember this, and I'm going to come back. Carl Stark says, Man United A, Arsenal 2, 28th of August 2011. I wasn't was at his... that game. No, but it was his <laughs> worst one. <laughs> um, I just want to come back to that. So do you remember when we were sitting in our seats, we saw loads of chefs walk past us, dressed up? Do you remember that? What, what game are you talking about? Um, in the Stade de France. Right, yes, vaguely, yes. Loads sorry. of chefs walked down. And I said to you, what, why are they dressed as shit? Is this what you do in the Champions League final, dressed <laughs> in fancy dress? So being me, I had to go and know. I, it was driving me mad. So I went all the way down to the front. <clears> and I went up to this guy and I said, sorry, why are you dressed as chefs? And they said, because of lasagna gate. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought that was one of the funniest things ever. Um, let's see one of your worst games. Lynn, is this a... Worst game or a good game? The game was Newcastle v Arsenal. Oh, your first game probably in 1952. Lynn, I didn't think you were that old when you went with your dad. Oh, Nobby Clark. Best game, Fairs Cup at Highbury against Anderlecht, second leg. Do you remember that, Dad? Uh, yes, me and if you remember Eddie who sat behind us and then yeah. sat in front of us at the Emirates, him and I were cuddling with his son, and uh, jumping up and down. And... So you remember it. That's good. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right. That was the Next. first trophy for a long time. Yes. Um, I actually agree this would be my second worst game ever. Hold on. Where is it? JJ again. Man United FA Cup semi-final 1999 Villa mm. Park. We could have stopped that treble that day. They would have bottled the league and Wenger would have done a double-double. Ryan Giggs in his hairy chest. Absolutely, yes. That Couldn't agree re more. That was the replay. But were you, you at that game, Manda? No, I didn't go to that one. I was watching no, it on telly. Did I. We so weren't there. Count. Hang on. <laughs> no, <laughs> a minute. Hold, we hold were. on a second. No, we Dad, weren't. Dad. We went to the first one. We didn't go to Ryan Giggs. We weren't there. We no, the first one night. we went to, that was a replay. Yes, yeah. I know. But we weren't at that game. No, anyway. not the replay. Dad, um, do you remember we used to talk to a journalist outside when we used to stand on the corner opposite the marble steps? Yeah. And around February time, I said to him, United are going to win the treble. And he said to me, what do you know? Do you remember that? I don't know if you remember. Yes, I do. Was that he Harry was Harris? No, you can't say names, Dad, because I don't know. No, it wasn't Harry Harris, but don't say names. Um, and I remember looking at him going, I've just got a feeling they're going to do this treble thing that no one's ever done. And he said, what do you know? Do you remember? And he walked off. Yes. That was February. I'll never forget that. There's little memories I forget at Highbury. Anyway. Yes. Oh, Lynn, 77. I can't believe that. I thought you was a young one. Young at heart. Guna lady, I'm going to call you from now on. Thank you for joining me again, Lynn, in the show. Um, yes, we've got many. Um, yeah, we did. Daisy Duke. We missed the pen in that match. Bergkamp, let's not discuss it. I want to get on to nice things because we can go on... <clears throat> We could go on worse matches for a very long time, actually, unfortunately, <laughs> couldn't we? There's That's quite a podcast a few... on its own. That is a podcast on its own. Um, Dad, your favourite first manager? First, the favourite first manager? Your favourite first manager, yeah. yeah. What does that mean? Like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no one's asked me that in the last seven episodes. I don't know how many episodes I've done, but I think seven. Do you mean um, favourite manager? The manager the... first, yeah. Uh, George. Okay, so Gigi for you. Barry? Um, 
it's close toss up between George and Wenger, but it's got to be Wenger for the glory early years. I mean, the football we played, the stars we had, what he did, built the stadium. George was great, made the back four and all that, but Wenger's definitely got the edge. And if there was going to be a statue outside, I think it'd be Wenger, not George. Oh, Barry, that's so controversial. If there was going to be a statue outside. There's got to be a statue of George Graham. He started it all. We were nothing before George Graham. I know, he did brilliantly. But if you're asking me my favourite, it will be Arsene. The first 10 years, Barry, yeah, but not the last 10. Amanda, in 79, when you were at my house with Barry that day, and I was Mm. at Wembley, Terry Neal won the FA Cup. No. Yep, he did. (laughs) But it doesn't mean he's a favourite. No, I'm also a favourite. He was not a favourite because I I won't tell you what he said to me. I had a lovely chat with him one day in his office. Um, Okay. But let's just say that George started the revolution at our club. He did. He did. Okay, so we're going to go with Barry first now. Favourite player to ever play for Arsenal? One. You can choose one. In my time, yes, I assume you mean. Yeah. Well... Thierry is an obvious thing to say, but I'm going to say Tony Adams is my favourite player of all time. What he did for the club, for the length of time he did it, the way he talks, the passion he has, the knowledge he has. um, I'm not saying he's a better player, but he was my favourite player. He still is. I I just think everything he did football-wise on the pitch was sensational. Never beaten in the air. Well, hardly ever beaten in the air, tough as anything, proper leader. You know, he was our captain at Anfield. He was only 22 years old and it felt like he'd been our captain for a long time then. Um, so what he did, and he he managed to get other players to play better, he, especially when he wasn't playing well. And he did have games who weren't playing well. So I definitely, he is my favourite player. Um, Dad, favourite? <sighs> It was a toss-up between Tony and Frank McClintock. Mm. I'm, I'm going to go with Tony for the reason of how he bounced back after his well-documented problems and what he did for us <clears> after <throat> that, how he helped us after that. He, <coughs> he, was, he was a giant in what he'd been through. But Frank was, in my very early days, he, he was a magnificent captain, a magnificent centre-half, just like Tony Adams. And So, so would Geordie Armstrong come third? Oh, I'm sorry if Jill's watching this. I know what <laughs> I said about... You love Geordie as well, don't you? Geordie, I love Geordie. I loved him oh. and I had the pleasure of meeting him, which I won't go into again. Geordie was sensational, but as a captain, as a leader, I have to go with Tony. That's unanimous. Amanda, what's yours? Well, mine's Ian Wright. Um, Always has been, always will be. But you can't knock Bergkamp, Vieira, Henri, Perez, Overmars, Adams, Kevin Campbell, my friend, um, Dixon. There's just too many. They're really... We, Liam we, Brady? We, yeah, but he was just a little bit before my time. Yeah. Frank, you know, like um, Frank Stapleton. Um, but 
but Tony, I mean, it's just tough to do one. I could do 20. You could yeah. do easily 20 over the years. I mean, you forget about, you know, oh, it's just too many. I used to love Brian Marwood and players like that. That um, was very short term, wasn't it? Tony yeah. Adams and oh, did yeah. it. I think Ian Wright would be number three, by the way. Yeah. It's very hard because you've got Bergkamp and Omri. It's just, you know, Rowcastle, Mickey Thomas. How can you not mention Mickey Thomas? Um, right, Dad, your worst ever player to play for us. Well, I think you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, I I'm, do. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope he's if he's watching it, he doesn't take offence. He's a lovely but, guy. But Gus Caesar <laughs> did upset me. Um, okay, Barry. I have to agree with Uncle, I'm afraid. Um, he had the potential to do good stuff. He was very quick, but he never found a right position. He had mistakes in him. I, I don't actually think a lot of the his co-players had respect for him as mm -hmm. a professional. And I, I don't know, just it didn't happen for him. So... I mean, I think Stepanov's is in the uh, frame as well for the worst <laughs> ever player. Um, I don't know if you, I was reading something about Stepanov, but apparently when he joined, um, he was meant to be an understudy for Tony Adams and Martin Keown. And for a wind-up, Ray Parler thought he'd wind up Martin Keown by bigging up Stepanov. And everything he did in training, Ray Parler said, how fantastic you are, how brilliant he was, what a great tackle, what all of this, purely to wind up Martin Keown. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not sure if who was watching, but they must, like the, the coaching staff, but they must have been in, impressed that a player was impressed. And how we signed him, what we signed him, he was, he was, he was a lump of uselessness, honestly, he was. But um, Gus Caesar, like I said, my worst game was Luton. He had a mare in that game and... I won't say I don't forgive him. Um, I think, by the way, Manda, going back to Anfield, as I know you like to, we actually met him that day. Who? With Gus Caesar and Niall Quinn before the game in the stand. They were there before they went round to the bench. Did we? Yes. We did, did I or did you? Because I don't remember that. I definitely did. And you, I'm sure you were with me. They were in the front of us. Yeah, they were. were. They? Yeah, yeah, they were in. They were in the front. Yes, almost there front row behind the goal. There is a picture that does the rounds that's photoshopped of me below them in the stand, and they've called it Anfield '89. I wasn't. I was wearing yellow that day, and I was above. So it's a photoshop, and it's Noel Quinn and Paul Davis. I think it's them. Yeah, I've seen that picture. Was there as well, but I could can, be wrong. Can but I anyway, just go? Can didn't I didn't know. Just, I met them. Can I just go back on what Barry said? Barry, I, I've also heard, I've heard Ray Parler say that he did that. <laughs> I've heard him actually say it. So, so yes, he Ray did Parler. do it. And of course, it was down to what he said, that, that he was signed. And okay. Was... All right. That's another podcast. We've got other questions, <laughs> Dad. Um, <laughs> Dad, what do you love and not love about Arsenal Football Club? I love the class. I love the ambience. I love the way that they are renowned for being a triple A star club over the years I've supported them. They won't bend any rules, not knowingly. 
However, what happened with me, as you know, I don't like about the club is that they wouldn't let OAPs when I got to be one stay with their family, both of you, at an OAP price. I had to go and sit in the lower West End quadrant in the corner, which I had no intention of doing and which about three years later, while I was on my last season, I met someone who used to sit with us just behind us in the East End at Highbury. And he said to me, are you sitting over there? I said, no. He said, don't do it. I made a terrible mistake. Yeah. So I called it a day, the end of 17, when we beat Chelsea. Very upset. And even had words with a director in the nicest possible way. And the director said to me, there's nothing he could do. He said, but he sympathises. But that's the policy of Arsenal Football Club. But I still would not harangue them for that. Their positive situations over the 67, 60 years I've been with them have always outweighed anything that is not so good. Fantastic. Thank you there. Barry? What do I love about Arsenal? Well, I think, as you know, you can't choose your family, and as we can see. And I've, I wasn't really allowed to choose my club. So you, 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 you're stuck with your team. But the positive thing, I mean, if you think about it, in the 30s, when we were the best team in mm. England, it almost must have meant we were the best team in the world because I don't think there were really strong leagues elsewhere. So the history we've got of success, class, longevity... Uh, it's great. I mean, I love that fact. I mean, my team's my team and you look for the positives in it. Um, but over the years, I mean, we've seen everything. We've done everything. You know, we've got, I've got friends of mine my age who are, who don't support Arsenal, let's put it that way, who've never seen their team win a trophy or have seen them, their team win one trophy. Um, so I think we're very lucky to be Arsenal fans what we've seen qualities of quality of the football players everything i mean i was always quite proud in an odd way that we had the hillwoods in charge it was a bank of england club um and yeah i'm very <laughs> proud of the history and class i mean when i when i when my son adrian was uh two i went to choose a season ticket although he's 30 now by the way and we were allowed to it was it was the summer we just won the cup winners cup in 94 and i was asked to come in to choose my season ticket where did i want to sit at highbury there was options so i walked around highbury just adrian and myself there was no one there apart from maybe a, a groundsman and one admin person and just walking around the stadium walked up the the, the gates of the Bertie Me, uh, not the Bertie Me, Herbert Chapman's chap, uh, statue in the front. Yeah. The Cup Winners' Cup uh, Cup was in reception. Um, it, was, oh, it was just surreal walking around, uh, like, I don't know, not a museum, but what do you call like a holy place almost. On my own, we managed to get onto the edge of the uh, pitch, went in the boardroom, all sorts of stuff. It was just fantastic. And I, I don't. I, well, I I wouldn't have that feeling at any other club, obviously. But I just love everything about the club. Doesn't doesn't always do everything uh, perfectly. No clubs do. But um, as a club, 
I haven't got anything against it. Some of the directors may have made decisions I didn't agree with, but that's a personal thing rather than a club. But as a club, I think it's just brilliant. I love, I love the fact it's my club. And you love going with me and sitting with me. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's one of the reasons I never listen to any of your podcasts because I hear it all <laughs> time and time again. <laughs> <laughs> You, you tell yes. me you've got 5 million Twitter vo- followers. Is that right, Amanda? No, I've got about 50. Um, yeah. <laughs> Favourite celebrity Arsenal fan, Dad? Adrian Dunbar. Who? <laughs> oh, yes. What, from Line of Duty? Yep. No one uh, said that on the last six podcasts. I, I've heard him yeah. live on TalkSport talking non-stop for between 10 and 15 minutes about the current team. Yeah. <coughs> like it was you, like it was Barry, like it was me. But don't forget, just because we know them from television as actors, yeah, we don't know what they do in their private life until it's broadcast or written down on a bit of paper. And I would like to mention one other person for something he said very, very recently, but Adrian Dunbar knew it all about the current team and how he felt about the team. And if I had the pleasure of meeting him, I'd probably talk Arsenal, not line of duty with him. The other one I want to mention, and this is not politicised, is Sakir Starmer. Because when he came in to give his speech at the Labour Party conference in September or October, he strode up to the dais and he said, And I've got some breaking news for you all. So, of course, there's hush in the hall. And he said, Arsenal are top of the league. (laughs) Did he? I love that. Right, so we've got Sakir Starmer and we've got Adrian Zumbar, two that have not been mentioned at all. Okay, Barry, who's yours? Well, I haven't heard the others. So, I'm tossing up between Matt Lucas and Alan Davis. I like people who are comedians that talk about football but they both know their football I think Alan Dave is probably more of a fan than Matt uh, longevity wise uh, so I'm going to go for him obviously there's Pierce Morgan I like listening to when he's talking positively he about Arsenal absolutely hated by Arsenal fans I know but I'm saying he t- when he talks positively about Arsenal and then also Mo Farah I like Mo oh, Farah yeah. there but I'm going to go for Alan Davis is my favourite celebrity Arsenal yeah. Yeah, let's not go for Piers Morgan. No, no, no. So mine is, I like Mo Gilligan because he's a comedian and he's funny and he knows his stuff, and Idris Elba. And I've said that every week on this podcast. For many reasons do I like Idris Elba as a <coughs> as a tuner. Right, everybody, we're going to move on to what, what's your next one, your next questions, because I've got it out of order here. Um, I've got... Unsung hero. Should yeah. we go to that one? Yep. Yeah. Barry, what's your unsung hero? Um, well, I've just finished reading the David Dean book. I don't know if you've read it. There's no. a new book come out. Um, 300 pages of David Dean being David Dean. But if you actually realise what he has done for football and Arsenal, he is an unsung hero. I mean... Um, I don't know if people realise that he was uh, instrumental in VAR. He was instrumental in the 
disappearing chalk, you know, the 10 yards where the free kick is taken, which is used all around the world. He obviously brought Wenger into Arsenal. Um, but also he, he instigated the Premier League and the, mm. signed the initial TV monies, which got football going. So apparently when he started Arsenal, which I think was the early 80s, the club's annual turnover was less than £2 million. I mean, goodness knows what it is now, but he, along with a few others, were instrumental in the Premier League. And he did so much. Um, apparently, also, he's the one who increased the half-time period from 10 minutes to 15. He was instrumental in that. Wow. And as well as Arsenal, he was exceptionally well-connected in world football, knows everybody. Um I think he was an unsung hero. And when he left, we went downhill. Arsene Wenger yeah. wanted to leave at the same time, but didn't. Maybe he should have done. And although Arsene Wenger went downhill after that, I think part of it was because David Dean, well, when he say left, he was kicked out. Didn't want to leave. No. Turned down loads of other football jobs because his passion is Arsenal as opposed to football. And, and he's gone on to do other things as well. But um, I think he was an unsung hero and... Um, most of the players, or certainly uh, the players of, say, 15, 20 years ago, he signed, Edu included, um, still there, and um, amongst others. So I think he was my unsung hero. OK, so Lynn Simpson said, I'm sorry, Barry, I wouldn't say VAR was a good move. I didn't say it was a good move. I just said he was instrumental in getting it there. OK. Right, fair enough. It was good very good in the World Cup final, though. It was perfect for that, by the way, the, the things it did, the ball it, over the line. But, had, but you, know, you know what it's like when we're, when we're, when we're in our seats and we, we go know, to jump, we all stand there, we don't know whether to celebrate. It's ruined it. It has. I'm just it saying has. he was, in, I wouldn't say ruined it, but it needs to be refined. I can't stand it. Anyway, um, Dad. Well, I was going to give you, <clears throat> excuse me, um, two names, and those two names have just flashed up in front of me. Kevin Richardson mm. and Peter Simpson, whose nickname was Stan. You always have to go for two. I think uh, one. I, I couldn't separate them as unsung heroes. They were both brilliant in their time. They were both quiet. They did a lot for the teams they in that won trophies. And yes, both of those would be level with me. I couldn't separate them. And Barry, I am now on page 330 of David Dean's book. That's towards the end. Yes, it's 20 pages left. And I concur with everything you've said about what you've read. He said he did. And I'm sure there might be a bit more to come, although I'm mm. doubtful now. But uh, he was highly instrumental in everything at the club. Okay, so JJ said, I've got to say Per Mertesacker of the modern era. He's been my favourite of the players as I think, hold on, he's one of the few that got what it was to be an Arsenal man. Love what he does now also with the youth. That's good, actually. He's probably a better um, coach than he was a player. Maybe that's controversial. Um, Robert Stevens says, unsung hero. Uh, a lot of people say Ashley Cole is our best ever left back. I would argue all day long and say Nigel Winsburn was better. Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> Rancid Pumpkin. Nothing wrong with VAR. It's the people using it. But the problem is, Rancid, and welcome to the show, is 
It's all about opinion again. If you just have factual, I've got no issues with it. It's opinions. We can't have it for penalties anyway. Uh, Carl Stark says, love pair. Proper Guna just turned down a role with a German national side to stay at Arsenal. Proper Guna. I forgot to ask you your favourite ever non-Arsenal player. Have you got one, Barry? Favourite ever? Now, that's it. Favourite ever. Well, I think my current favourite non-Arsenal player who's playing would be Declan Rice. I think he's terrific. I think okay. I'd love him. In He's got no virtually no weaknesses um, to me. I think he's great. Um, favourite ever non-Arsenal player? It's obvious to say uh, Messi and Ronaldo and all those, but I used to love Iniesta and Xavi at Barcelona, especially Xavi. Xavi virtually never gave that ball away. Fed messy and got that team which was a brilliant brilliant team and he he was just sensational ticking over uh fabregas learned from him and played with him i think xavi in his prime gets in any team mm. so i do like him yeah xavi um, was good um, I, I don't really like I don't I don't like players from other teams, so they're not really my favourite generally. So, no, I mean someone like you respect, <laughs> like for instance, mine was Steven Gerrard, but anyway, Dad, mm. Paul Scholes. Okay, he was fantastic. He mm. he, yes, he kicked people, but he held that United midfield together at times. He was absolutely magnificent, and against us, unfortunately. Um, superb, magnificent, and I wish that he played for us. Yeah, he was a good player, wasn't he? He really was a good player. Well, about he Roy was Keener. actually very Roy unsung alongside well. Vieira. Oh. Oh. Would have won everything, everything. Um, your favourite chant, Barry? Well, I, I, I was thinking about this, and I, I, it can only be the Vieira chant. That's mine, yeah. Right. It, I mean, I was just thinking about this, but as you well know, my brother emigrated to Australia in 1993. In the 1998 Cup final, I got him a... Well, I promised him a ticket if he came over for it. I hadn't seen him for five years. And he came for it. We were going for the double, just to remind people. We're playing Newcastle. We sat... We stood, actually, it was at Wembley. We stood behind the goal in the middle of the Arsenal... And they were singing that song, and it's never been sung so loud. Honestly, it was piercing and going on and on and on. And it was just, this is before the game, by the way, uh, as the players were walking out. Um, it was just, I think that song, of course, I love uh, singing We Are the Champions. I think that, that is a, a pretty decent song to sing. But the Vieira chant, yeah. that is going to take, I, I don't think you can be a better one than that. I really don't. I remember um, being in Cyprus, being on a speedboat with loads of people and just singing the song because they were playing the tune. And it is <laughs> just, it is the best. It is my favourite one. But Dad, you're a bit older than us. So have you got ones from past? Well, before? it was hard to separate this from the Vieira chant, but I want to go for Stevie Bold. Yeah. Stevie, Stevie <laughs> Bold, he's got no hair and he's so old. Stevie, Stevie Bold. I think that's how it and went. We, no, we don't care. Care, yeah. not he's not so old. We don't, I don't care. Listen, all You're I know is I loved it. Um, you know, magnificent player for us naturally. He 
the chant was got me going every single time, even if I forget the words now, magnificent chant. But Vieira's chant, very, very close. The, the one that also comes close, by the way, is when we're playing, we were playing Tottenham at home and we were singing Soul Zaguna. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 yeah. Da. Soul Zaguna. And the thing is, now that reminds me of the new Saliba song where it's yeah. so catchy and yeah. you can just sing it all day long. Da, 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 and Freddie, Freddie song. Souls are good. Oh, Freddie oh, song. Yes, he brings back memories. Um, yeah. Okay, so Newman's going to Newman's asked us a question, which I think we could answer. Which non-Arsenal player you hate the most? I'm going to go first because I'm in control for once. Mine is Teddy Sheringham. Yeah. Oh my God, did I? detest that player so much even at Spurs and even when he left Spurs to go to United I hated him just as much people in the um chat room tell me who your most <laughs> has to come from Newman which non-Arsenal player you hate the most dad have you got one can I think about it yeah go on you think about it Barry have you got yeah Teddy could be up there but oh dear me Arsenal We've got right. I, 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 I don't. I don't think we ever liked any of the Man United players, um, especially Gary Neville. That was another one we hated. Um, I mean, when Ginola played against us, and our famous back four took it in turns to kick him and kick him and kick him, and Cantona as well. Um, yeah, Lee Dixon against Ginola. I don't think anyone liked that. Um, especially when we were taunt taunting Ginola to show us your medals, which he didn't have any. Um, <laughs> um, but he was a good player, so I can't really say I hate him. I just didn't like him when he played against us. Uh, That's a good one, though. John, We've got John Terry. We've got Roy Keane. Mm. Oh, this is so funny. So James Johnston, 91, used to sit in front of us at Highbury. He was about two rows in front of us. She made my ears bleed as a child, <laughs> shouting abuse yeah. at Teddy Sheringham. <laughs> he knows me so well. Um, Harry Kane, John Terry, Roy Keane, those sort of players. The thing is, you're naming all good players. They're all good players, actually, aren't they? They're not rubbish players that we don't like. Um, uh, have you two thought of one yet? Yeah, if not, we'll move on. I've thought of one. Today I love him as a pundit, but mm. on the pitch I hated Gary Neville. Yeah, exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah, get that. He, um, and he wasn't a great player. He was a decent player, but yeah. try. He worked. You know. Can I also mention something? Can I? Can I just come back on something you just said about Ginola? He, I think he threw an elbow at Lee Dixon because because he got fed up. We'd been fouled all the time, and the referee saw it, and out come the red card. <laughs> we could started, be all with your, with your guard, Didn't, didn't with that your... start when he was at PSG, Ginola? And we played him in a, a European game. I think that's when the animosity started. It might have been. It might have been. We never liked David Beckham when he played for United when no. he came to Highbury. But See, again, we're mentioning all good players, aren't we? Oh, I know. That's the thing, all good players. We hated Sol Campbell when he played for Tottenham, that's for sure. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to your favourite goalkeeper, defender, midfielder and forward. Dad, do you want to go first? I was trying to separate Jack Kelsey, who you may have never heard of. I've heard of him. And David Seaman. 
Well, you need to separate. You've got three seconds. Are we saying favourite or best? Favourite. I'm going to go for David Seaman. I'll tell you why. That save against Sheffield United at Old Trafford in the FA Cup, when the ball was behind him, the ball, I, I can't use this shoulder. We all know. We all know that save. He, he, he reached behind Brilliant. him and the ball was over the line, but it wasn't. It wasn't. And his big hand came out and clawed it away. And Paul Pesky Solido was going, what the, how did he do that? And that was, that one, I'd go slightly for Dave Seaman in front of Jack Kelsey. Okay, defender. Me? Yeah, you're, you're naming the four, defender, midfielder and forward. Lee Dixon in front of Pat Rice, difficult. Um, Tony Adams in front of Frank McClintock. Impossible. <laughs> um, I think I'm just going to have to give you two of everything, aren't I? I think you are going to have to because, you know, I've been going there for 64 years, 64 years is it? Um, and I've seen names that have disappeared into the sky. But I'm going to have to go with Frank and Tony for centre-half. Um Left side, left side of defenders obviously would be Manu Petit mm. with well Tony Adams. I mean, it's, you know, it's okay, Tony so right, it's, so your your goalkeeper is Jack Kelsey and David Seaman. Then yeah. you've got Pat Rice and Lee Dixon. Mm. Who's your midfielder? Patrick is one. <laughs> I've got names running around in my head. I probably won't sleep right, tonight. Let's just do Patrick. Can we move on to your forward? Uh, well, it's it's got to be a forwarder called Thierry Henry, Ian Wright, David Hurd from 100 years ago. David Hurd. Now, that's name. Right. He could hit a ball <laughs> harder than any... Anybody else at that time in football, and he was a magnificent. I think he was Scottish centre forward. Your favourite eight substitutes, girl. Oh, anyway, moving on. Thank <laughs> you for your seventeen picks of four, Barry. Your favourite goalkeeper. Well, um, I won't do a Kelvin and choose two, but when John Lukic was in goal, I did not want David Seaman joining us. I don't think any Arsenal fan did, and he was very anti-Seaman and pro-Lukic, but as soon as Seaman came, the quality was fantastically uplifted, and there's no doubt about it. So, Seaman by a mile. Um, defender, well, Tony Adams is my favourite Arsenal player, so Tony Adams is my favourite defender. don't think that's even in doubt, anybody. Midfielder's a difficult one, because people may not like me saying this, but Sesk was a fantastic midfielder, world, truly world-class player. As was Vieira and Brady in his time, although Brady left Arsenal when he was 23, so we didn't see the best of him. So I'm going to go for Fabregas over Vieira only because the quality he in his forward passing and his creativity. And it's got to be Thierry up front. You can't possibly say anybody other than Thierry. I know you would say him, right? Maybe, but favourite forward Thierry, best forward Thierry. 
Can okay. I just put it? Can I just put in another name that's just come up on the screen? <laughs> I have got his name written down, but I'm not looking at the list. Joe Baker. Who Someone else was, just put that. John Ray. Yeah, I, said, yeah. I, I just saw it there. Yeah, um, and that's reminded me that Joe Baker was superb. <clears throat> he had a little discussion one game against Liverpool when Ron Yates was playing against him, and those who were of my age. At that game, we'll remember exactly what happened. And I'm, I'm not going to say it, but it was a little discussion. Um, and says Fabricas, yes, his name was here. I can't mention every name under the sun, but we're privileged at Arsenal to have names like this. Absolutely. Why did I know that you would never just give me one of each? <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> Absolutely impossible. <laughs> so... Um, We've got Seaman Campbell, Vieira Bergkamp from Osman Ali. Carl Stark says Lehman, Adams, Lundberg, Bergkamp. Jim Evans, David Hurd, great call, went on to Man U. Rancid Pumpkin said Chesney, Fabregas, Omri. But Robert Stevens was close to mine. Seaman, Adams, Vieira, and then it was right, but he's put Bergkamp. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Tom Baker... My favourite Doctor Who. Okay. <laughs> John Baker. <laughs> what's, that um, got to, what's that got to do with it? He's just trying to be funny, but he's not. We know that. Um, Robert Stevens says, I love you, Kelvin. See? <laughs> You've got a fan out there. Robert, <laughs> Cheers, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one that does, Robert. Thank well, you. Robert actually came and said hello to us, Barry, at half time, but I don't know if you were standing there when he came and said hello to me and Carl. He doesn't okay. sit far from us. Um, okay, so we're going to do a little quick fire round now. So I think we've done all our questions, haven't we? You've asked two questions on my list that you haven't asked. What one? Thoughts on, on Arteta? Oh, no that's, no, that's in a minute. Yeah, go on. And where do you think we're going to finish this year? That's after. We're doing the quick fire right. round now. Okay. So um, both of you answer, right? It'll be Burkamp or Henri? Henri. Henri. Perez or Overmars? Perez. Perez. Saka or Martinelli? Saka. Saka. Highbury or the Emirates? Highbury. Highbury. Okay. What would you prefer? England to win the World Cup or Arsenal to win the Champions League? Arsenal to win anything. But yeah. Yes, the Champions League, of course. Both. No, you can't say that. Arsenal to win the Champions League. Yeah, Dad, you've spoken. It's now Barry. <laughs> you know what? Having just watched the World Cup, how fantastic would it be if England won the World Cup? Come on. But I've not seen Arsenal win the Champions League. That is that is a tough one. I want them both. Right, okay. But I'm um, gonna, if you have to push me, I'm going to say Arsenal in the Champions League. Yeah, good, because I'd have been upset with you. I know you um, would, that's why I said it. <laughs> um, the film, okay. Fever Pitch or 89? Fever Pitch. 89. Oh, Dad. Um, because it was actually what happened. Fever Pitch was brilliant. Some of it was, was made up around it, but it was a brilliant film. Terrific film. Um, and the last one, Dad and Barry, is Graham or Wenger? Graham. Wenger. Wow. I'm shocked at you, Barry. I am, actually. I love George Graham. Don't get me wrong, but what Wenger did was unbelievable. It, no, I'm not saying fun. it wasn't, but 89 George Graham. Just yep. I, I, So our first, was your first cup final at Wembley 
in 87 with me or did you go earlier? Um, first cup final, well, eight, yeah, 87. Yeah. yeah, it's our first live cup final. Yes. And what tickets we had on those steps. Charlie <laughs> Nicholas took my hat and scarf. I'll never know how you got those tickets, Dad. Anyway, moving on. Right. The first game Ian Rush scored that Liverpool didn't win. Yes, yeah, I know. Right. That was our first was live stat, cup yes. final. Um, okay, <laughs> so you're correct. We are going to go on thoughts on Arteta and when we'll Arsenal finish. So... We're now going to go back into the Premier League, everybody. Well, first of all, thank you for everyone coming in and answering everything. This is episode seven of what Arsenal means to me, and you can see what it means to these two. Um, this is the last in the series. It is, it's just been brilliant, but we're going to carry on and we're going to come up to, up to date now. So, hooray, the Premier League is back. We're going back to the Emirates, top of the tree, top of the league on My Boxing Night. Five points clear. And whatever happens on Boxing Night will still be top of the league. Apparently, um, Aaron Ramsdale was called five points clear through the whole of the World Cup by his uh, fellow English players. I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> great. I've done that throughout, but certainly they were joking with him. Five points clear. So let's nice. talk Arteta. Let's talk, talk Arteta. Um, your thoughts on him, Barry? Um, I was pleased when we appointed him. I knew we were going to have, he was going to have to learn on the job. Um, I think he inherited a tough situation with some players that he couldn't deal with, you know, Ozil situation. Uh, not mm. he couldn't have, he had to deal with. Um, you have to say, though, the way we're playing right now is unbelievable. The, the youth, the quality we've got. Um, obviously, Jesus getting injured. He's not good news, and it just shows you how thin our squad is. Um, but so far, so good. I think he's recognised as a good coach. He's got to prove himself as a good manager, which is different. Did well at Man City with under Pep. <clears throat> he was with uh, under Wenger. He was Wenger's captain. Um, there's no doubt he's passionate about Arsenal. I mean, I, at the moment, I don't think anyone could possibly say they, they don't think he's doing a good job currently. Um, I'm happy. And the fact he's so young is good because he, he must be maturing. I mean, Wenger didn't join us till he was about 46. And Arteta, what is he, 42 or something? Um, so I think he's still got a long way to go to develop properly as a manager. So I'm happy. And if we stay top of the league, everyone will be happy. Absolutely. Dad, your thoughts on Arteta? A young footballing man who has the highest principles in football management, which has been shown, yes, by the footballers that are no longer with us, that have recently left, who knows what he wants. He knows how he's going to try and get it. He's doing his absolute utmost to obtain this for the club that he loves so much and he didn't mm. want to leave when he did. He is he's honest, but I don't I don't expect him to work a miracle unless he's given the support from upstairs, which looks like it's now forthcoming. Give him the support he deserves at the moment and he needs, and who knows where he can take us. I just sincerely hope he's our manager for many, many years to come. 
Lovely. All the positivity. Well, Barry knows, Dad knows, and everybody else knows that I've supported him since day one. I'm very happy where we are. I love everything. I love the fact that, I mean, Barry, um, for everyone in the chat room, is not on any social media whatsoever. So when I tell him things, you only read Ask Blog and stuff like that, don't you? Because I told Ask Blog that as well, occasionally. <laughs> um, you know, when, when um, I love the song North London Forever, I was telling Barry, we've got a new song. It's wonderful. The atmosphere is fantastic. We've got the Ashburton Army in the clock end at the bottom. They are just superb. The, and, and Barry is experiencing the wonderful atmosphere at the Emirates that we've never had. And it's all just such positivity in it, and it's wonderful to see. And the one thing that, you know, Barry and I have spoken about is when, uh, you know, a goal goes in that we've, we've messed up on and we've given, you know, we've messed up. But yet we're all cheering that player back to our penalties, um, back to the halfway line for kickoff because the atmosphere's changed and, the, and it is brilliant. And James Johnson, I'm getting very annoyed with you tonight, young man. It's not a horrible song. <laughs> I bloody love it. They just need to play it properly. Um, Robert Stevens says it's three year anniversary. True, correct. Three years um, since Arteta joined Ain't and what a difference and what he's done. Do you know and what, Amanda, as well? Very proud of him. This is the first time, I think, since I've been a supporter where, where everyone is together. Fans, yeah. players, staff. There's normally always been like um, a, a, a somebody in the team. that A click? No. There's always been somebody in the team you've been anti against or you, he's not good enough for the team or get him out. And, you know, whether it's a buoy or whatever it was, these sort of players. We haven't got anything like that. Every player seems to be loved by everyone. And that that is that is going some, you know. There's no real weak links or any everything is positive. So and it's all down to Arteta, definitely. Absolutely. It really is. So, and I think the Amazon um all or nothing really uh, changed quite a few people's opinions on him as well. Showed us his um, passion. Absolutely, absolutely, it was brilliant. Um so everyone in the chat room. We're coming up to Christmas. This is the last pod before Christmas. So I'd like to wish you and your families a Merry Christmas. And if you're um, celebrating Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah as well. It feels weird that it's Christmas on Sunday or whenever it is. I just can't think. I just can't. It's just been such a weird month with not having Premier League. But everyone in the chat room, tell me where you're from, okay? And um, I'm going to have a few more questions with uh, Dad and Barry, talk about a couple more bits um, and then we will get out of here and everyone can just go and enjoy their Tuesday evening. I have no idea what day it is. Um, Dad, where do you think we're going to finish? Within the top four. Where do you think we're going to finish? Second. Okay, da uh, Barry? I also think second, but if we do a Leicester where they went through a whole season with a small squad and no injuries, we could finish first. Um, got a five-point gap. We've got to play City twice. Could be good or bad. If, you have to, if I had to put money on it now, I'd say second. Okay. Um, I've, I said second. Um, I'm not on that train of thought that we could win it, unlike a few people I know in the chat room. Newman thinks we're going to get third. Still wouldn't be the end of the world. No, I'll um, take third. Carl Stark thinks we're going to get top. I don't. Um, 
Right, let's see where everyone's from. We've got Nigel from Gravesend in Kent. You've got Carl Stark from downstairs in the lounge. He thinks he's very funny. Um, you got Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina, BX Gunner. Hello, darling. Um, who else have we got? Where is everybody from? Land of Chocolate and Cheese, Switzerland. Yeah, lovely. Greenwich, um, Yeah. Nice. John's from North London, hoping for first, but possibly third. We've got a few people from North London tonight. Newman, Jim's from Bulls Pond Road in Islington, proper gooners. It's lovely. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to be second, if I'm honest. Okay, so next week I can start doing predictions again. Yay! Dad, we play West Ham. Um, I think it's 8 o'clock boxing night. Bloody nightmare. Um, what's your prediction for that match? We'll win that game. The prediction. Have you got a score or you just want to go for a win? 2-1. Barry? Um, I'm not happy Jesus is not around. I'm not sure where our goals are coming from, but I think West Ham are going to rely on Declan. He's not going to be a super fit. So I'm going to go for a 1-0 um, George Graham style win. And we all would love that, wouldn't we? So you said Jesus is not around. Where's the goal's going to come from? He hasn't scored Barry in how many matches? I know, but he creates havoc. I absolutely, know he is. He is absolutely vital to our team. But we have got other Saka players. One nil. Saka You're one going Saka one nil. Um, I'm going for a win. Absolutely. So let's see what everyone else thinks. Most people think win. Cole says Arsenal two, West Ham nil. Rancid two one. Nigel two nil. John McDermott two one. Um, Robert's from East London, Stepney Green. He's <laughs> a hammer. And James wants me to buy a golden vape for Cole if Arsenal get first, because I don't believe we will. And you Rancid, do it, Amanda? No. Rancid Pumpkin thinks Eddie's going to get a brace. Um, Lynn thinks two win Arsenal, Sacra Martinelli. It's good. Loving the positivity, everyone. Right. You two have been absolutely fantastic. It has gone so quick. We've done over an hour. Right. Um, I'm, in, I'm impressed with you, Dad. I didn't have to stop you many times, so you did well. <laughs> well behaved, Kelvin. Well behaved. Well, behaved. Well, well, well behaved. Thank you, Dad, for coming on. Pleasure. Barry, a pleasure. This is really your second good. podcast. I know. I'm a, I'm a veteran. You're getting used to it now. Um just to everyone in the chat room and everyone that's listening in audio, I don't forget you. It's just that I don't get a chance to talk to you. Um, I really want to say thank you so much for the support because I found out today that this podcast is in the top 50 in the iTunes Sport Podcasts. Well and I actually, yeah, I actually like welled up when I was told today by Craig, um, the owner on this channel, who um, said, well done. It's just brilliant. So, your support means everything. Every comment on YouTube, something to do with we get algorithms. So if you can comment on YouTube, that would be brilliant. If you could like, that would be fantastic. If you could subscribe, that would be great. Because what's going to happen next week, we're going back to normal. Um, we're going to have post-game shows. So our next show, and all the boys are coming back, is the 27th. I know it's the night after Boxing Night, so... If you're not with your family or you're fed up with all the mince pies and sausage rolls and everything you're going to eat, come and join us at 8 o'clock on the 27th and we will be dissecting 
<laughs> we will be we will be top of the league, but we will be dissecting the Arsenal West Ham game. You've got Chris, hopefully. You've got Cookie Cookie coming back. You've got Albert with me. You've got me, and hopefully, fingers crossed, Craig. Um, and it's so lovely. And let's just see some of the comments. Uh, thank you, Carl. Oh, look, we recognise that name. Oh, Adrian, well watching the podcast. Look at yes. you. Yes, we do. Um, big up, cuz. Um, Nigel, well done, PG. So proud of you. Thank you. Oh, that is so sweet, Osman. Amanda, you're the most natural YouTuber I've seen. I'm not kidding. That's because I'm not a natural host. <laughs> I'm not brilliant. Nigel Plum, I will be there next Tuesday. Fantastic, everybody. Um, can, can I just say something, Amanda? Next time we go to football together, can you act like you're on a podcast? Because you're a much nicer version than when you're in the car. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> well, hopefully Boxing Night. If I don't see you then, I'll All see right. you uh, Newcastle probably. Larry, you're lucky. I'm still not coming. You're right, I am. <laughs> and um, Newman always says the same thing. I have lovely gnashes. They just look nice on this, on this, on this podcast. Guys, thank you so much to everyone in the chat room. I'll see you next Tuesday night. In between all that, have the most amazing Christmas Eve, the most beautiful Christmas, wonderful Boxing Day. We're all going back to the Emirates. I'm so excited. Thank you again for everything. I really love you all. This has been an amazing seven episodes that I've had to host on my own. Well and done, Amanda. Amanda, you've done brilliantly. Thank well you. Done. And yeah, I'm going to put all the links up on my Twitter and Facebook for all of the shows that I've done because we started with Jordan Jarrett Bryan from Talk Sport. We've had Stuart, Stuart McFarlane, the Arsenal photographer on. I've had Tom Canton on from Guna Talk TV. I've had Tim Payton and Akil Vias from um, the AST. They were fantastic. I know I've missed someone. Um, Melvin I've had on. Um, oh, who, who was on with Melvin? Oh, Danny. Oh, my God, the GFP from Burkamp Wonderland. Barry and my dad. I'm sure I've missed someone, but I do apologise. I'm going to put all the links up um, for you to listen to over Christmas because, honestly, their answers just fantastic. I love you all. Good night. Up the gunners. And remember, always Arsenal. Always Arsenal. Good night. Good night. Good night, Barry. Sports Social Podcast Network.